0: Well, just for you, me, and Nick, Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome
1: into this Friday edition of the Sports Mix brought to you by Brown's Funeral Homey Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Matt Miller today here. Happy to have you with us as it's a the final time we'll talk Martinsburg football on a Friday this year. Uh, you ready for that? Final time on a Friday. We may talk about them on Monday. Hopefully we talk about them on Monday.
2: Well, you got to talk about them on Monday. Just hopefully you're talking about a win. Yes. <laughs> team just left. Um, I stopped by uh, just to see how things were going as they were loading up the uh, big bus and then uh, the carpool that followed. And uh, the kids from Burke Street Elementary School put banners together and they line King Street. And uh, they get the Martinsburg City Police escort that takes them from the Dog Pound down Bulldog Boulevard and then down uh, Queen Street and then on to King. And then they head towards Interstate 81 with a lot of blowing and crowds cheering and hoopla and now they have hit the road and are expected to be in wheeling hopefully uh, in the neighborhood of about uh, four o'clock by the time they make any stops or whatever along the way and then uh, tonight there's a dinner that they will attend and um, after that uh, it's uh, kind of lights out uh, you know look over some film or whatever final preparations uh, I believe I didn't see their full schedule but I believe typically when they've gone in the past they will get over to the island and see a little bit of that double A title game tonight so you want your players to be able to see the atmosphere, see the facilities and so forth, get an idea of what they're going to face if you will on uh, Saturday and then uh, lights out, get up tomorrow morning, have breakfast and uh, get ready to play
1: some football Yeah definitely it should, that's going to be a great experience for them and as you mentioned I think during last game you said is this the 5th Consecutive time that the Bulldogs will play for the championship on a field.
2: On a field, that's right. Field. They're, they're going for what would be, yeah, the fifth straight on-the-field-decided championship in the state of West Virginia. They had won four in a row, 2016, 17, 18, and 19, won their only playoff game against George Washington last year before being eliminated by the ridiculous COVID color map. And then, ultimately, South Charleston was deemed as the state champion as kind of the last man standing, if you will, once again, only because of a A goofy map that was, you know, based on what was going on in an entire county, not going on within a school or within a team or anything else. So, yeah, as far as a title that's going to be decided on the field, this would be the fifth straight for the dogs if they can get it done.
3: Uh, what's your expectation, I guess, for uh, the amount of people to make the trip from Martinsburg to the game?
2: I think it'll be pretty good, especially considering there wasn't a title game last year and they didn't get that opportunity. There was a nice group of uh, parents and and fans that you know were already lined up and had their cars together and were following the bus on, on that trip up. So I would expect that there will be a pretty good crowd for this one. I would suspect that Huntington will have a pretty good-sized uh, crowd up there as well. So the atmosphere will be good.
4: What do you think it? What do you think it'll be like for uh, those new players on the team? That maybe even the sophomores now, since there was no state championship game last year, getting that experience of playing at the island—is it going to be something that might? Not be used to it, or are they going to take it as uh, just another game?
2: I think the the big thing for Martinsburg is the fact that they've played in these kind of games already. It was a big game. Now the atmosphere is a little bit different as far as stadium layout. You know, if you've never been to Wheeling Island Stadium, you basically have two large concrete sets of bleachers on. You know, one on each side of the field, and the you know nothing on either end really. There is a little building and so forth out of the back of one end zone. At the other end, there's some large Trees that kind of separate the facility from the neighborhood that is there. So, you know, the wind will kind of move up and down the stadium and so forth. It's not like the sound really. You know, stays in there. It's just straight bleachers and the sound kind of will go up. So, as far as that atmosphere, I don't know that it's going to be overly different for a Bulldog team that went to Highland Springs and there was that brand new facility that they had down there and, you know, playing against a very good team in that setting or the matchup up at um, Riverside in Ohio. Uh, so, I think even though they haven't been in this particular environment, I think the, the Bulldogs have been in enough of those environments. I mean Salem really gives you an idea maybe of, of that stadium. Salem's a much nicer stadium than they're at Wheeling Island. However, you know it, it is at least something that gives you an opportunity to say, hey, we've played at a facility as big as this or bigger. Uh, don't let the facility fool you. Don't let the spectators get in your way. The cool part is and um, one thing the coaching staff will always tell us, is Wheeling has made it special. When it used to be in Charleston, you just kind of showed up and played. There wasn't a lot of the hospitality and the things to make it special for the players that the folks at Wheeling have done. Um, you know, that's one thing that they have done well up there. They have that nice meal at uh, Undo's, is what it's called. So they'll get some good carbs in them with some pasta uh, as they get there tonight. But then tomorrow, when they go, to the locker room, their locker is already laid out. They shine the shoes. They shine the helmet. They press everything. And when Martinsburg walks into their locker room, when Huntington walks into their locker room, everything is all laid out, and it's like being a pro. You know you just walk up to your locker and begin your preparations. and so they do a lot of really nice things in that regard. That will be different for a lot of these players that have never experienced it before,
1: yeah, definitely. I'd heard a little bit about that when i was uh when I'd come to the stadium last week uh while I was you know bringing some other stuff and waiting out this power outage. uh Alderton was telling me about that, yep, and it's really cool. It definitely makes you feel like you're you know you're on the big stage, yep.
4: It's definitely a neat environment. I worked uh, the Super 6 a couple times when Martinsburg was there and just seeing, as you mentioned, the uh, locker rooms being prepared for them, the atmosphere that it's like, the hospitality Mm -hmm. that they have in Wheeling. and It's also for that AAA game, though, a weird timing. A noon kickoff (laughs) is something that they're not used to, and when you have to get there warming up uh, early on, there's still some fog sometimes that's uh, set up there with the river right across the uh, stadium there on the island.
2: Yeah, some fog literally and maybe even in a teenager's brain yeah, am I, am I ready to play at this time of the day? But, again, they played, what, 1 o'clock at Riverside, Ohio? So they've already been through an experience like this during the course of the regular season where they were on the road, spent the night in a hotel, got up the next morning, had a routine of breakfast and getting to the stadium and then and going through the regular routines that you would expect of getting into your pregame. So, uh, again, kind of been
1: there, done that for this Martinsburg team. All right, well, with that, we will take a quick break. And then on the other side of the break, we'll be joined by head coach of the Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. Uh, But before I want to pass along a note... Uh, The city of Martinsburg has issued a precautionary boil water advisory for customers of the city of Martinsburg water system. Until further notice, the advisory allows a technical issue at the Kilmer Springs water plant affecting water pressure throughout the city's water system. There was no break of outside contaminants that entered the system. Was just given that piece of news in the last Couple of minutes. Uh so this segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons will be back. We'll hopefully be joined by head coach of the Bulldogs Britt Sherman next on the Sports Mix.
5: Conveniently located at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg, Sunset Car Wash's staff specializes in keeping your car clean. From our famous three-minute cloth wash to our touchless automatic and six self-serve bays, we offer whatever preference you have for your car wash needs. If your vehicle could talk, it would say take me to Sunset Car Wash at Sunset Car Wash at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg. Locally owned and operated.
1: Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and two-fifty dollars domestic drafts. Let's
0: go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer!
6: Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive.
3: If it's just a
1: one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department They could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again.
6: The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131.
0: You're tuned in to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
1: Well, the boys of fall, now the boys of kind of winter, definitely cold out there. Uh, we're now joined by head coach of the Bulldogs. Hopefully, we can keep them the entire time as they're in route two-wheeling right now. And uh, we'll join now by head coach of the Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. How you doing today, coach? I'm doing well, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing great. Matt Miller here as well. Uh, you guys obviously making the trip right now as we speak. Uh, you guys able to practice this morning. What was kind of that walk-through final practice like for you guys?
7: It, it was our normal uh, walk-through day-before-game practice. Uh, just go against the air mainly and uh, work about half an hour special teams then defense and then uh, all things
2: so in that case as you say working against air it's all about making sure you know your assignment and being where you're supposed to be and then tomorrow there'll be someone there to put a, a helmet and some shoulder pads on
7: yeah you know we we do our uh do our scout team stuff mainly on tuesdays and Wednesdays. This week we were able to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then and then uh, today we went, you know, we say go against Ayer. I tell those guys, I say, if you can't beat Air. it's going to be tough to beat Huntington on Saturday, so we better look good for the walkthrough.
4: What is uh, that exact way then uh, that the team needs to do to be able to beat Huntington in your eyes?
7: Well, I think we just need to execute and not make mistakes offensively. You know, they're they're really good defensively. Uh, they have a great team, but if we don't make mistakes, if we continue to execute and uh, utilize the weapons that we have, and uh, I think we got to play great defense and special teams as well, and uh, just play play a perfect game, and I, you know we'll, we'll we'll be fine if we do that.
3: You mentioned their defense coach being pretty tough. Uh, what kind of stands out to you about what they do defensively?
7: Well, they're they're good up front. They're big, fast, and physical, and uh, they have great athletes on the back end. And, and they're well coached. Coach Seals, the defensive guy, he's, uh, he's coached their defense there really well for the, the entirety of the time he's been there. So, you know, that, I feel like those units, that's their best unit.
1: And, you know, looking at the matchup overall, obviously you guys as a team gonna, going to miss Murphy a lot, but last week Ezra really stepped up and uh, everybody else on the offensive side able to step up as well. But defensively, this week may be the week where you kind of really miss Murphy out there.
7: Yeah, he he's our lockdown corner. He's the guy that we play on on the other team's best receiver. But, you know, we have other guys that have been doing a really good job you know, in practice, stepping up. And uh, Avion Blackwood will actually get the start. And, you know, I think he can guard pretty much anybody in the state, man-to-man with the basketball in their hand. So we're just trying to relate that to uh, the Oval Ball.
2: Talk to us a little bit about facing their quarterback. Um, I believe it's Gavin uh, uh, um, What What is it that you see from him as a dual-threat type of guy?
7: He's just one of those guys we have to contain. He he can throw the ball. He uh, is really good running the ball. You know he has over a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards passing, and so you know a thousand yards rushing for a quarterback is really good. A thousand yards passing for a quarterback is is kind of average. So, I mean we we know that he likes to run it. They have a lot more designed runs for him than uh, a couple of the other quarterbacks that we faced this year. So. We really need to focus on stopping him in the run game.
4: Most likely for a uh, majority of your team, this will be the first time for them going to get the play to States because juniors uh, back the last time would have been on the freshman team most likely. So how do you make sure that uh, you keep their nerves to a minimum going up and playing tomorrow against uh, Huntington?
7: Well, I think we tried to do that this season with the trips that we've taken and and the, the opponents that we've played. So just trying to condition them with the games that we've played earlier in the season, get getting those guys exposure, you know, playing them big games is, is kind of how we've tried to get those guys ready for this, this moment. And the, the Riverside trip that we took, I wanted to kind of make it like a trip to Wheeling just for that purpose, kind of a dress rehearsal for this weekend, and, you know, we went a couple hours farther for that game and, and we're going to do some of the same routine so hopefully uh, we can we can play well like we did there
3: and coach uh, when talking about their offense obviously we talked about their quarterback but kind of a very similar offense to what you guys run how do you think that's helped in terms of preparation for this week
7: Well, I always, I always like when, when teams are similar to us in offensive uh, schemes because you know our team sees that all year so, you know, some of our first team defense guys play on our scout team defense. You know, they get kind of double the reps that week when uh, we play similar similar offenses to what we do. So, and you you're just more familiar with it. So those guys should be uh, should be ready to go uh, on Saturday.
1: So this game against Huntington is really a rematch of that 2013 state title game. Obviously, that game, a 7-9 victory for you guys, a very defensive battle. Do you expect the same in this one?
7: I expect a really good game. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we are, we're able to score more points this year than uh, what we did then. Uh, that, that year, they had a really stout defense, and then we had a good offense as well, but we didn't have as many... Uh, weapons on the perimeter, I don't believe, is what we what we do now. We had Malik Watkins at, at quarterback and, and he was quick as a cat. But uh, we just couldn't get him get him turned loose against those guys. They were really good in the box that year.
2: You mentioned very good in the box. Uh, how much will this game come down to what happens in the trenches and especially when you talked about needing to contain their quarterback, you know, what your defensive front is going to be able to do?
7: Well, I think most games come come down to who wins the battle, a lot of scrimmage and you know, they're pretty good, so we we, we gotta play great and uh, we did a really good job with that last week against Bridgeport. And we've done a great job of that uh, throughout the season. So, you know, I, I think we, uh, you know, definitely have to win that battle up front, and, and that that'll be a major deciding factor.
4: Defensively in the uh, playoffs, the defensive side has been absolutely dominant. I believe it's almost less than two touchdowns points-wise allowed uh, this postseason. How do you make sure that the defense uh, does the same thing against this high-powered uh, Huntington offense as well?
7: Well, they just have to, you know, focus and, and read their keys and, and just play fast and physical. And that's what they've done the last couple of weeks, and, and I expect them to do the same thing this week. And uh, just, you know, we've studied, they've watched a lot of film, They've, they've focused on their assignments, and now it's just time to go out and react and, uh, and play hard.
3: Coach, their kicker, uh, Johnny IA, is a pretty good young kicker for them, and uh, I know that special teams is obviously your background. How do you think you guys kind of match up on special teams, and how could that maybe play a factor in this game?
7: Yeah, he's a good kicker, and, they, and the big factor with that is, you know, they get to the 30-yard line, they can they can line up for a field goal, try to get some points. So, you know, we have to be good with our block teams and um, just solid, uh, you know, all the way around. With uh, Even their return game is really good. They have uh, four guys. They kind of do the same type of return we do. Put a lot of guys up front for the one side and then on the back end have about five returners to where they uh, can, you know, all five, six of those guys can can return it back, you know, for a touchdown. So, we have to be very smart we have to execute as well if we kick on sides we have to recover them, and uh, we have to just execute those plays just like we do on offense
1: all right coach last one here uh obviously some of your fans will be making the trip but not all of them what do you want to say to your fans they've been a big support this year
7: well, I mean, we just love Bulldog Nation, and uh, we're we're extremely pr- proud. Our community support is amazing. Um, we just appreciate everything that they do. When we put out stuff on online for Gatorade and water for the kids, uh, you know, we have extra normally when people bring things in, and you know, it's it's just it's really heartwarming, and uh, it's I'm humbled by just the support that we have for the community. and And it makes these guys play harder because they they want to support people that support them, know know that it means a lot to them, so it means a lot to these kids. And uh, they're proud to be part of the Marksburg community.
1: All right, Coach, thanks for joining us. Best of luck tomorrow. And hopefully we're talking with you Monday after a victory.
7: All right, guys, I appreciate it. I appreciate your all's coverage as well all year. And uh, just, you know, thank you.
1: That was head coach of the Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. Tomorrow, twelve PM at Wheeling Island Stadium, they face number one Huntington. It's going to be an amazing game, and uh, unfortunately, we will not be able to cover it. And uh, it's just boo. Kind of, yeah, I was waiting for that from you, Matt. Just one, that's all. Boo, boo. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the SportsMic. Thanks to Coach Sherman for coming on and talking with us for a few minutes. I know definitely a little busy when he's on that trip up there. Uh, but this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk with the play-by-play broadcaster for Huntington, for the Huntington Highlanders, Andrew Rogers. And Matt, are you going to stick around? No? All right. Well, thanks for coming on today, and thanks for everything you've done for this Martinsburg team over the last 29 years of broadcasting them. Hey, it has
2: certainly been fun. Uh, the best seasons in Martinsburg history, and to be a part of that has been a blast.
1: And you're always welcome to uh, come back on the airwaves. Thank you. That was Matt Miller ending his time here with, Hunting, or with Huntington, with Martinsburg. I already screwed that up, but uh, we'll be back with Andrew Rogers, the play-by-play broadcaster for Huntington next
8: Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, We have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details.
5: Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion for Eddie, when you need justice.
4: The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg has a brand new list of daily specials. Monday, stop on in for burger night or enjoy a nice juicy steak every Tuesday and Wednesday. The Palace Lounge also offers freshly steamed shrimp Thursdays and chef specials every Friday and Saturday. Sunday is all-day breakfast and there are drink specials daily too. So come enjoy the Palace Lounge. You can find them on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard.
1: Welcome back to this edition of The Sports Mix, brought to you by Sunset Water Services, proudly installing water softeners in Martinsburg, TV10, WRNR, and Berkeley County since 1989. Now we'll welcome to the program for what, the fifth time now? Uh, fifth, sixth. Fifth, sixth time now, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Huntington Highlanders, Andrew Rogers. How are you doing today, Andrew?
5: I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you guys?
1: Pretty good. It's good. I guess this will be the last time you'll be on the sports mix. Well, if Huntington wins, we'll talk to him, maybe. I don't uh, know why. I, I, <laughs> you, hey, it, it, it,
5: me coming on is your all decision. I'm, I'm available whenever.
1: Okay. Mr. Talk to, available. Talk to the herd. Talking about the herd. I mean, potentially we could. Uh, but obviously there's a more pressing game to talk about tomorrow. In Wheeling, saw on Facebook Huntington leaving in the last, uh, I'd say, hour or two getting the police escort out of Huntington. Um, have you what, what's the have you uh, talked to anybody with the team this week? I know you're not able to broadcast the game like we aren't, but obviously they're ready and they know that Martinsburg, I saw some interviews that uh, Coach Seal said, you know, no matter what, Martinsburg's still the king of AAA until they get knocked off in Wheeling.
5: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, the men- the mentality and mindset is going to stay the same because I've noted this a few times now that I've been on the show with you guys is that how Coach Billy Seals and his team this season has just wanted to get to the end of each week 1-0, and and obviously that's going to try to be the same way this week. And their approach is obviously the same, but they obviously, too, realize the significance of the game, who they're playing. Um, even if Martinsburg does have the one loss to Spring Valley, it's still a really good Martinsburg team that's obviously just as hungry as Huntington is to win a game. But kind of quite interesting because Huntington, the last time it was in the Super 6, played Martinsburg in in 2013, lost 9-7. And, and you think about how these two teams have played. Martinsburg played really good defense last year, or last week I should say, against Bridgeport, shutting them out. Huntington's played some good defense throughout the season. So it could be in store for another kind of rematch in that way of a low-scoring, grinded-out game, over, makes more plays on offense may win the football game, but should be fairly exciting and I personally did not put myself on the Marshall women's basketball game tomorrow at one because I want to watch the Highlanders play.
3: Uh Andrew, I think a big factor heading into this game is at least on the Martinsburg side thing is things is how many injuries they've dealt with. Probably two of the best state players in the state will not be able to play in Braxton Todd and Murphy Clement. And then uh Kai Walker was lost earlier in the season. So Uh, Just wondering, I guess, any Highlanders you think are dealing with any injuries or could miss this one, and I guess how healthy are they heading
5: into the state championship? Huntington is relatively healthy, and it got healthy when it began the playoffs. Jordan Price doesn't see much time on offense, but more of a, a defensive guy. He plays linebacker, one of the three linebackers that Coach Billy Seals runs out there, and he was banged up most of the back half of the regular season. Played the final regular season game, but they had a couple guys in the secondary banged up. And then everybody was healthy for the playoffs. And for the most part, I don't think there's been anybody that's gone down uh, throughout the playoff run here for Huntington. So it's probably the healthiest it's been at this point in the season. Now, obviously, each team they're wore down 13, 14 games into the season. But in terms of, of guys being out there, Huntington's been uh, relatively healthy for the most part. Gavin Atkins got hurt earlier in the season. He was out for the year towards acl he was a defensive end but huntington's been able to replace him with uh, donovan garrett and markel jones and curtis jones those guys have filled in well on the end but for at this point in the season huntington is a very healthy team obviously i mean something may have happened in practice but from previous weeks into the playoffs this is a team that's been relatively healthy and and blessed by that obviously
4: So we mentioned earlier, it seems like Martinsburg, quote-unquote, is the king of West Virginia when it comes to football. And the saying goes, when you come at the king, you better not miss. How does Huntington not miss their shot at uh, Martinsburg tomorrow night?
0: Well, I
5: think it's playing a full 48 minutes. And against Cal Midland, the way the game started, Huntington gets the football first, punts. Cavill Midland in two offensive plays, two run plays, Jackson Fetty scores. And it's like, oh. Cal Midland's just going to run all over Huntington, and it's going to be a long night for the Highlanders, but Huntington's defense settled in, played good the rest of the first half. They start the third quarter off. Cal Midland gets the kickoff. Good return. Drive goes right into the end zone, but then Cal Midland doesn't score the rest of the game. So those early starts at the halves, particularly the last couple of weeks against now George Washington and Cal Midland, Huntington hasn't really gotten off to the excellent start. It's needed. It's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start and then it's settled in on both sides of the football, and I think maybe when you play a team like Martinsburg, if you get down 7 nothing, 14 nothing, and give that team momentum, it might be hard to get back into the football game and make some plays uh, because it will put pressure on your offense or your defense to come up with uh, multiple scores or multiple stops. So I think it's playing the full 48 minutes, and you can't expect the team to play great for the full 48, but play well enough and make good plays and smart plays throughout the game that doesn't put Huntington in a situation where we have to come back from a couple of touchdowns or uh, the offense needs to obviously uh, score a little bit too. So I think it's full 48 minutes really from the start. Huntington has slowly gotten better at it, but this past week the thing that stood out was just allowing the the quick start to each half there uh, for Cavill Midland. But luckily the Highlanders were able to kind of right the ship a little bit and really lock down on on the defensive side throughout the rest of the half.
1: I don't know how much history knowledge Woody Woodrum has given you about this Huntington team. Uh, I'm assuming, presuming, I guess I should say, that you know about that 2013 state title game, Martinsburg gets the 9-7 to victory. Uh, what do you know about that game that maybe you got from Woody?
5: Um, we didn't really talk about it much other than it was one of the better football games he said he had seen. He didn't obviously do the game or anything, but it was one of the better football games that he had just kind of watched and been a part of. Um, because I think Martinsburg got out to the 9 and nothing start, and then Huntington came back, scored a touchdown after recovering a fumble to kind of make that game a little bit closer down the stretch. But I think the big thing that he talked about, too, though, um, from what Billy Sealson said back in 13, was um, that Huntington showed it can play, and it can play with some good teams, and they played hard, and there was no shame in finishing second in that game because it, it proved that, okay, the Huntington Highlanders can hang and compete at a high level now eight years later you've got a similar matchup obviously this time though Huntington's the undefeated team in the one seed Martinsburg's the one lost team in the two seed but you know again going back to that I didn't watch that game I wasn't familiar with the matchup but it just seems like we could be in for another low scoring defensive game who makes the plays well enough on offense rather than that both defenses playing really well what offense makes more plays to win the game and what team doesn't turn the ball over as much either.
3: Let's talk a little bit about these offenses. Uh, Martinsburg, as we mentioned, will be without probably its top playmaker in Murphy Clement, but still have a lot of guys out there that can make plays. And and Huntington and quarterback Gavin Lacco, uh certainly have a high-powered offense. So if the defenses do fall a little bit short, we could also see a shootout between these two teams with their uh, offensive capabilities as well.
5: Yeah, as, as we've talked about multiple times, Huntington's got a bunch of different options. And into the postseason – it hasn't really used too many guys too often. It's been Gavin Lacco for the most part, running the football, but Coach Billy Seals and, and the offensive coordinator, C.J. Crawford, who's done a fabulous job in his first year, um, has really run more with Lacco, especially down inside the 25. And then when he get down inside the five-yard line, using his ability to throw the football, even some play-action fakes. But they have utilized him more because of his ability to hold onto the football, make good reads. Um, and partly because teams have done a good job limiting other guys to run the football effectively. But Huntington always has the ability to run the football um, with a bunch of different guys. Zogos Jackson's the fastest guy. I like to get him on the outside as well as Nakai and Harrell. So there's plenty of options, but it's been really Loco in the playoffs that's gotten Huntington to where it is now. They utilize them a lot. The passing attack seemed to be revitalized this past week. So, it's going to be on the shoulders of Gavin Locke. They're not going to say not. That doesn't mean that Huntington won't utilize the other players that they have because they've got a lot of different backs that have carried the football. But in the postseason, Coach Billy Seals has relied on his go-to guy, the quarterback, and, and Locko. And I imagine it's going to be much of the same on Saturday.
4: Last year, Huntington went three and six. This year, they're undefeated. Are the building blocks there? to continue to grow next year, even though it's obviously tough to consider growth and matching an undefeated season or whatnot?
5: I think so. In terms of the next couple of years ahead, Bocco's a junior, um, and this is his second year starting, so next year will be his third year. Um, A lot of the guys that you'll lose this year, you'll lose three wide receivers, most of the offensive line, but you get a lot of guys back in the backfield, a lot of key players that have made plays Uh, on defense, especially in the secondary. That's got well over, I think, I lost count, 23 or 24 interceptions this season. Um, So there's a lot of players and there's a lot of blocks, I think, moving forward. There's been a lot of sophomores and freshmen that have made impact plays on special teams throughout the season, Antonio Taylor being one of those guys that we seem to mention, Woody and I do, throughout the year that makes a play on special teams every week. So there's a lot of key players on this roster now that are young, that are making plays, Curtis Jones, a sophomore, could use a little bit more size to him, um, could be another impact player, Dietrich Graves, a running back, a so freshman, he's got a really good size, and build him, he's six foot, 210 pounds, doesn't have all the speed yet, but you can give him another year or two in the weight room, um, and he could be a dynamic back uh, for the Highlanders moving forward. So I think, yes, I think there is the building blocks there. Um, and especially it does help having a junior quarterback in Loco to help transition, give him one more year, and then allow other guys around him to learn and see how he plays that can help his team moving forward.
1: Now, we've talked in the past. you you personally, and I, like I don't either, and I don't think Nick does as well. Whenever you call a game, you don't make the prediction, but you're not calling this game. What's your prediction? I know a lot of you know, maybe I'm assuming, I'm presuming a lot of fans in Martinsburg will not like what you're going to say, but what's your prediction?
5: See Spencer, you're putting me on the spot here, and I don't, I haven't made a prediction in a long time. Um, so let me think here. Again, two good football teams. It could go either way, I think, because and Nick mentioned, honey, Martinsburg a little bit banged up at the skill position, but uh, Hudson Clement is is a spectacular player on the outside i think he's got like what 80 catches well over a thousand yards probably a lot of touchdowns too so he's a good playmaker and huntington's got a good secondary that they can match up with multiple guys on him on the outside and they can run the ball just as well too so uh i'll go highlanders i I can't come on your show and not say the highlanders that's the reason you have me come on is to talk about the huntington highlanders i'll take huntington here i think uh, they'll get it done cap off what'll be a magical season remember I think Colin was the one that mentioned 3-6 and last year. Nobody thought they would be in this spot, let alone undefeated, let alone the one seed, beating the teams they've beat this season. Nobody had them in the top 10 in the power rankings to begin the season. Why not prove another doubter wrong this week? I
3: I think it's going to be a close game. I I do, because I think a fully healthy Martinsburg team, this isn't close at all. Uh, Just because Braxton Todd is such a dynamic running back, Murphy Clement is such a great quarterback. I just don't think Huntington would have enough weapons. But, you know, the Highlanders defense, as you said, Andrew, really good defense. Um, and with Martinsburg a little bit beat up, the, they still have good playmakers, but it's not at the same level as what it would be. Um, so yeah. I, I think that makes it a closer game than what it would have been if hypothetically Martinsburg was fully healthy. But also, they've been in step up mode all season long so i think that plays a factor too that if some of those young guys can step up and make plays uh it could go in the bulldogs favor
5: Nothing? the only concern i have and, and maybe i'll just make a quick point here the only concern i have is is huntington ready for the moment because this is, is a rare not rare but it's one of those things where you're going up against the big dog of triple a championship game neutral site on the road Probably going probably be a lot of fans there. Is Huntington ready? And it, can they make enough winning plays in this football game? They've been shot by penalties a few times this season in some games, but survived. Will they make enough plays in at the moment ready for them?
3: Well, the dogs get plenty of penalties as well. So maybe good teams get penalties.
1: Maybe they'll you now. All right, Andrew. Well, thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for joining us multiple times over the last few weeks as uh, both the teams that we cover, you and I, you, Nick, and I cover are. uh, in the playoffs and are facing tomorrow in the state championship, 12 p.m. Colin just got left out.
4: I was about to say. <laughs> I was
1: talking about our connection here. Although we've talked about the connection that Colin has with Andrew by... uh Correct. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, but, Through Kyle Dawson. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Kyle Dawson. Yeah, I hope he's feeling better, too. So shout out to him if he's somehow tuning in.
1: <laughs> All right, Andrew. Well, thanks for coming on with us over these past few weeks, and be well, man.
5: Yep, I've enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Have a great show.
1: Thank you, man. Andrew Rogers, the, I guess, former the 2021 play know. by the 2021 play by play for the Huntington Highlanders. Andrew Rogers, joining the show again and uh should be a good matchup tomorrow.
3: Uh, yeah, I, Amazing I'm presuming game. we're going to talk more about it here in the next segment or maybe take a little bit about Shepherd, but I, this is kind of the closing. We're going to talk Shepherd in Okay. Well, yeah. then uh final thoughts I guess for us.
4: Go Bulldogs. <laughs> They're going to win, hopefully. I I believe in them.
3: I kind of already gave my thoughts on the game. I think you know martinsburg has a lot of talent uh it should be a good football game i think martinsburg's defense is going to have to play well especially in the secondary without murphy clement uh because noah Waynick, who a guy we didn't really talk about he's a really talented wide receiver big tall kid i uh, can go up and make some great catches so they're gonna have to defend him well and uh obviously keep locko in check if they can keep locko in check they'll be
4: fine Anything, Cole? I already said. Go okay. Bulldogs. They're going what to What about win. you, Spencer? Yeah.
1: I think it's going to be a great game. Great to probably defensive battle. I could see it going like the last game only because Martinsburg doesn't have Braxton Todd and Murphy Clement. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game, but it'll be a very good game. And obviously, I'm going to have to say Martinsburg on top. And uh, I don't. Did Matt didn't throw out the stat, did he?
3: No. no we'll nope. save it for Monday. Yeah, we'll save, save it for Monday. Monday.
1: All right. We'll tease. We'll save if something for Monday. Martinsburg
3: wins. Yeah. If they were to lose, then the stat doesn't matter. Anymore.
1: I guess, the, yeah, the stat really doesn't matter because it, it all banks yep. on them winning. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living, it's family-owned and operated. Located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll talk a little shepherd football when we come back to wrap things up on the Sports Mix. You
7: were I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time till I bumped into something.
8: Hi, I'm Annette McDonald,
7: and I am the designer at
1: Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's.
0: Orsinis Orsini's.com.
6: You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com.
3: It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams play in the quarterfinals against the Cutstown Golden Bears. Cuts it over the middle. There goes Josh Gontarek across the 40, across midfield. Gontarek outruns the punter. Gontarek's got room and blockers in front. He cuts back at the 10 and into the end zone. Join us this Saturday, December 4th from Andre Reed Stadium as Shepherd seeks redemption against Cutztown. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130 right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube.
0: This year, start a new holiday tradition with your family. Join Main Street Martinsburg on December 4th for Christmas on Main. This year is set to be the biggest celebration in history with ice skating, horse carriage rides, carolers, all capped off by our annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Join vendors, food trucks, and more for an event your family will remember for years to come. You're tuned in into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM740 and TV10.
1: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or you can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Just concluding the talk about the Martinsburg game, obviously tomorrow at 12 p.m. We will not have that broadcast. I believe it will be on uh, Metro News Properties uh, if you are looking to catch that game. We'll keep you updated with the score, though, during the Shepard game. Uh, Nick will read that off every so often as he check as they check it.
3: Yeah, I'll definitely keep an update on it. Um, you know, huge game, so kind of tune in.
1: Two huge games tomorrow. To really. Both those
3: games, yeah. I mean, Shepherd cuts down finals, regional championship, whatever. Match of call week it. four. Yep, huge game.
4: Huge yeah, game. The continuance of the uh, Shepherd Revenge Tour.
3: Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Nick, Mister Play by Play Broadcaster? Well, I think when you look at these two teams and the numbers, and there's some interesting ones. I think Shepard's defense, when we talk about it, just from like a points per game perspective, they give up 23, but uh, you know their offense is so high-powered that doesn't really matter that much. And you look at some of the key numbers. You know Shepard does a great job on third down. They do a pretty good job against the run. Only give about give up about three yards of carry. So there's some good things that their defense can do, and Cutsdown obviously has a top 10 defense in the nation. Uh, only giving up about 13 points per game. They're very good against the run. I think it's 2.8 yards of carry is what they're giving up right now. And we saw in game one how their defense kept them in the ball game, forcing some turnovers. They had the black kick return on uh, special teams as well. But really, you look at their offense. Quarterback Eric Nickel for Kutztown, he's not as good as Shepard made him look. Uh, He's only had two games over 250 yards. Uh, and one of those games was against the Rams, and the other was against Bloomsburg, where he threw two interceptions and didn't have a great completion percentage. So, you know, while he's a solid quarterback, he's a game manager. So, if they can force him to make plays, I think, again in this game, and Shevron can get off to a quick start, unlike they did at home against Cutstown, they'll be fine. But if they kind of keep it close and Cutstown's defense is able to get some stops and make some plays then we could see a very similar game to what we saw the first time around, which was the lowest Shepherd scoring uh, of the season, and it was 29 points. But still, uh, to hold that offense to 29 is pretty good.
4: Yeah, thinking in my head right now, all the pressure's on Cutsdown. They're at home. They're the conference champion. They're the one seed. They're the team that beat Shepard already. So Shepard has nothing to lose. And we've been talking about this all week long and haven't used this word, but I'm kind of leaning back and forth on using it, and it's the word fluke. was well, that game of fluke? This is a big test for Cutstown here against Shepherd, and I think in my mind right now, I'm saying, yeah, it's a fluke. Shepherd's gonna come out, they're gonna dominate this game. And that high powered offense is gonna finally get on Cutstown early, like we saw Cutstown do to Shepard at Ram Stadium, and it's going to be a role reversal, and I think Shepard rolls.
3: See, it looks like a fluke column, but then it, like, it cuts it, down it, every That's game. That's why I'm,
4: saying I'm leaning back and forth. They find going, a way it?
3: to win somehow. It's like you look at them, and you don't think on paper that they should beat teams like Slippery Rock, but they find a way to beat them. And it's like, how does this down team I think keep that winning? And I think they just find a way. I mean, some teams just find a way sometimes. So I don't, I don't know if it was a fluke. I think it was just really good game plan and they found a way to execute that. Can they do it twice in a row? That will be tough.
4: That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, we saw I, this I kind like
1: of in the high school level with Spring Valley.
4: Yeah. But the the moment of, that the momentum really went with down, I think everybody here can agree on and our listeners can agree on, was that blocked field goal. Yeah. I we mean, we were talking about it with uh, Matt earlier. It was about to be a 10-10 ball game, and it went 17-7. And that's when – kind of Shepard went into panic mode yeah I don't think Shepard's going to go into panic mode because they're the team with nothing to lose
1: yeah definitely they don't have anything to lose and uh it's just it's crazy how things like this come back and Shepard have the opportunity to avenge its its only regular season blemish
3: yeah I think that it's going to be a competitive football game because like I said down plays close games for a reason and both these teams are talented. While Kutztown's offense I don't think can keep up with Shepherd's offense, I think their defense will keep them in the game enough to make some plays and make it tougher for Shepard than it has been all season. I mean, it's the best defense the Rams have faced this year. They've already kind of made it tough once already. So that's why I would say Kutztown has a shot in this ballgame, even though on paper Shepard looks like the much better team, at least offensively. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
4: offensively, but as you said Cudstown's defense is a top-ten team, but Shepard's offense is number one, and I think that's gonna going to
3: show And going on hard. the road, too. I mean, this is going to be – Cutstown's never made it this far in the Division Two playoffs. So,
4: so maybe there will be a lack of experience there. I mean, that, well, there that's is another a lack thing of experience, to put pressure on them. But I'd
3: also say that in terms of like the crowd is going to be into it, it's going to be a tough place to play, I think, on Saturday.
4: I don't know. At the same time, Shepard's had the highest uh, – capacity when it comes to the games in the two that they've hosted, I believe last week when both teams were at home, I know Matt said Shepherd had over four thousand fans. Cutstown just barely had over two thousand. So shepherd's used to playing in a ruckus atmosphere. Ram Stadium but those is people are rooting for shepherd <laughs> Nonetheless noise is noise.
1: Yeah, definitely noises, noise, and uh should be a good one tomorrow. Eleven thirty pregame. Then another stream will come on at noon on our TV, uh, WR and our TV YouTube channel with the game, and then the postgame will be its own stream again, like we've been doing. Uh let's close the book on that. Eleven thirty pregame. Nick and Travis have the call tomorrow. Uh Shepard men's and women's basketball doubleheader tonight at the Butcher Center. We'll have the broadcast for you. At five PM pregame, five thirty show, or 5.30 tip-off time for the women's, and then a 7.30 tip-off for the men's, facing Gannon to open the conference schedule, and Gannon's no easy opponent.
3: No. On both men and women, they're both I think pretty solid teams, so you know, we should have two good games, I think, tonight uh, on the basketball side, and then of course tomorrow uh, it's actually a 12.05 kickoff,
4: Spencer. But yeah, Yeah, You gotta remember, it's like baseball. I I don't know. Maybe a longer national anthem or something? I don't know. Who knows? Flyover? <laughs> I don't know. It's a great question. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to tonight. Uh, Gannon, I know women's-wise, I think you guys said, you'll probably talk about it more in the pregame, they're number one in the uh, region.
1: Yeah, they're number one so in number the one region. So number one against number
4: five. So big test tonight. Women's side, men's side as well. Have to look more into it. I think it'll in. be
1: the big... It'll Obviously, is going to be the biggest test for Shepherd women's basketball, at least tonight. Looking back, you know, they've... Besides... Uh, you know, a 12 point victory over Frostburg state. They've been relatively easy rolling over their opponents. Let's hope they continue to be undefeated. All right. That does it for this edition of the sports mix for Matt Miller for head coach of the Bulldogs, Britt Sherman and Andrew Rogers, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini. I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long and we'll be back tonight. WRNR TV on YouTube at 5 PM and TV 10 for the Shepherd men's and women's basketball doubleheader. And, Tomorrow Nick and Travis 11:30 pregame show on WRNR TV on YouTube and on TV10 for Shepherd Football.